One, two, three. The eavesdrop. Hello, welcome to the eavesdrop. My name is Laifa. Thank you so much for joining me here today. How are we doing? How are we feeling? I think I've got cream crackers, all right, in my gums. Need to work that out. Excuse me. So if I sound like I'm like sucking. And what are we drinking? I'm taking it way back. It's giving nostalgia. I'm drinking hot Ribena or hot Robinsons to be specific. And it's so good to me. So that's what I'm having. I know for a lot of people, it's like hot Ribena is like a love or hate thing, but it just brings me back to my childhood because um, my mum used to make Ovaltine for me. Do you remember Ovaltine? Ugh, disgusting. So Ovaltine was like hot chocolate, but it wasn't hot chocolate. It was just, it was weird. I think it, ugh, it was, no. And my mum, that was before my mum stepped onto the like hot chocolate game. She used to make Ovaltine for me and I was like, mum, no. It was nice for a minute, but then I went off it real quick. So uh, then hot Ribena, excuse me, hot Ribena was a good alternative. I am so distracted by what is happening on my road. Okay, so I'm pissed off. (laughs) So I just thought, you know what, let me just start recording. Otherwise this episode, you might not get it when you're supposed to get it. So what had happened was I was in the middle of doing my life admin. You know, life admin things have to run. And the funny thing is sometimes life admin doesn't stop depending on what you do for a living. and even whatever, like sometimes it just keeps going on and on. So at one point in my life, I allocated Mondays to life admin. And sometimes it wasn't enough, it would spill over. So I'd be like, no, just Monday. So that if anything spills over, if it's not urgent an emergency or whatever the case may be, I would just leave it to the following Monday. Anyway, all of that to say, I'm out here. Oh, so annoying. So I'm trying to do some life admin and send off some documents. And you know, when they like, depending on what system they're using. So in this case, it's the bank. So like I need to send in my passport or a a proof of signature or whatever the case may be. And you know, when you scan it on your phone, because they're like, like, you know, technology is new. So I was like, oh, I could just like, I'm doing this thing online. And I thought, oh, I'll just do it online because there's an online option. So I'm there thinking out of convenience, it's better to just do it via my app online. That way I don't need to leave the comfort of my own home. This has taken more than two weeks. At this point, I'm just like, I should have just gone into the bank and given them my documents because what is this? I'm trying to be a grown up and do some life admin and the scan isn't scanning. My fault is like, I've got to take a take a picture of myself and it's got to be center and is there a glare make sure there's no shadow and make sure it's flat doing all of the things change it's a whole photo shoot just for documents making sure I'm standing by the window when I'm taking the picture making sure I've got a bit of shade so that it's not too glary then making sure that there's not too much shade so it's not too shadowy And the thing is not accepting my documents and it's so annoying. I could have just gone in. It's so annoying. So that's one thing that has peed me off a little bit. So I just thought, you know what? Pause, pause. Let me just come up here and chat to the people there on the eavesdrop 
podcast then. Then not only that, I'm like, yeah, let me set up. Let me just set up a, a one light because it's not bright, but it looks like it could potentially rain. <sighs> you know when I say, <laughs> sometimes I say to people don't have kids and I mean it as a joke, but I, <laughs> when I saw what I saw, when I opened what I opened, one of my lights, why is the bulb broken? So I plugged it in, everything, set it up so that I could get an extra light. Why is the bulb broken? Children. You know what? Having children will teach you that you cannot have nice things. For the most part, I don't even necessarily feel like I have nice things like that. Like I put them away, but my nice things are like, okay, the things that my children will just destroy for me is either makeup or my technical gear. And you know, I film from home, so there's a room that we allocate in my house where I film these podcast episodes, and this is a bit of a multi-purpose room, so it's like a second living room, but we don't use it as a living room, so it's like a study, it's a studio, it's a office, it's all the things which requires like doing work and being productive, it's like the productive space. So then I'm like, this is why maybe I should film outside of my house or have a studio outside of my house, because then my nice things won't get destroyed, but also... I'm a little bit lazy. Like I like the idea of just going upstairs to film or just coming downstairs to film in the comfort of my own home. And then when I'm done, I'm still at home because if man has to do a whole, a whole phase and then get ready and leave my house, what you lot don't know is as you're listening to this episode is I'm wearing pajama bottoms, you know, and I'm comfortable, you know, and if I have to leave my house, I have to get dressed. Uh, get dressed? Why? So I'm really annoyed because this is the second bulb in a really short period of time. I've had these bulbs for years and years. I don't know why they're break. Like, I don't know what is happening. Honestly, I felt, I felt like for the most part, I've come out of that phase where I could just tell my children. I know some of you are going to laugh, <laughs> like, especially if you are around children. But I felt like I was out of that phase where I need to worry about my stuff. I could just put it in a certain area and they they know that these are mummy's things. Don't touch them. Do not touch them. Don't even breathe next to it because your breath might destroy something. So I felt like that. But then I don't know if it's the baby of the house. I don't know what it is. So um, the moral of the story is either don't have children or don't have nice things. <laughs> is this reminder, this is taking me back to a time, right? Quick story time before we get into all of the things. So when my son was a baby, the firstborn, right? So my husband's line of work sometimes, or a lot of the time, okay, most of the time, he has to deal with really important documents. <laughs> So I guess he was working from home and working into the night and he had this, these times we lived in a studio flat. <laughs> so, <clears throat> excuse me, there's like the bedroom area and then like the living room area. So he was in the living room area, had all these documents sprawled out, his laptop, everything. Then he puts his laptop away and I think because he had, he was tired, he hadn't finished for, let's just leave these documents where they are and my husband's line of work here they're typically quite messy when it comes to paperwork it's like an it looks to the normal average person it looks messy to the person who doesn't know what the hell is this but to them it's an organized mess so it's it's messy all these papers and then 
my baby boy the next morning babies wake up early you know how it goes and I did not have him anywhere near the paperwork but for some obviously he moves at that time he was a crawler and a roller why did I walk in on my baby boy my son chewing chewing as if it's a biscuit chewing on and and it had gone so bad. It wasn't just a corner. It was no. It was chewed and destroyed and torn on like a few of the documents. Oh my god! I mm. so then I was like, man, Mister Man, it's your fault for leaving this stuff out and he's blaming me but then also he was like yeah I should have known better I've got a little boy and he's like what am I gonna tell this client that I've just (laughs) I don't I can't remember how it went down because I didn't ask of the outcome I was like my my, that's not my problem that's your problem but when I saw his face yeah as in Mr. Man's face when mm, Israel was a baby and had did that thing uh, he looked like he wanted to cry. <laughs> and the moral of the story is don't have important stuff and nice things lying about because I feel like children, no matter what age, because that was baby, that was baby Israel. And we've got big 10 year old Israel and eight and nine year old Isaac and the the baby of the baby i just i don't understand why i why can't i just have my things why can't i like just because i'm a mom like people who are influencers and now coming into motherhood um and they're trying to still have the cute aesthetic and they're realizing (laughs) it's not that easy because sometimes these children just won't let you do all the all of the things you just have to be simple not only in your aesthetic but just in all of your things I th- all I need is somebody just not to touch my stuff anyway so that's the beginning of the rant over what are we listening to oh my gosh so I have been listening to um I've been listening to Alex Vaughn and Ari Lennox Demon Time mm, ew, it's so nice it's so it's so nice. It's so nice. I suggest you check it out. I might add it to the playlist if I haven't done already. Um, what am I watching? Bridgerton is back, guys. And you know, Shonda, Auntie Shond. Auntie Shond. I had look, I started last night and I, I don't know, I think there's like six episodes. I'm on episode five now. I backed it. Backed it like it's <laughs> like it's a shot I backed it but I've just consumed it like a consumer no chill let me know what are you watching what have you been seeing I want to talk a little bit about daddies and fathers and doing all the other things so I wonder maybe my relationship is unique but I don't know what is like I want to normalize dads doing daddy stuff I got two scenarios so this might just show my dynamic so like typically speaking when my partner and I spend time with our children separately as in he's with the kids or I'm with the kids so if I'm with the kids I I could be anywhere it could be at home it could be at school it could be out and about like out 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 and about whereas if he is with the kids he's typically 
he is typically at home or maybe in a family member's house the most. He's not exploring. He's not doing all of that. He's not exploring the town of London. He's not exploring London town with the kids. He's like, no, ain't got time for that. But now he's like, he's trying. He's he's doing park things. I don't know if that's him trying or it's just that I want to say he has more time. It could be that he has more time or the time has been forced upon him. So he, on the weekend, there's a certain time in a day where it's like, okay, daddy, take us to the park. So he takes him to the park. And there was a an occasion where he had to, I asked him to take them out to do something that they had to do. And for some reason I worried and I was like, why am I worrying? It's with, they're with their dad. But it's just because I know that typically speaking, the the distance they were going to he typically doesn't do that sort of distance with him alone and them without me and I was like no 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 I had to shake it off quickly like no 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 like and also he like they've passed like the baby and toddler phase this is going to be a breeze for him I've done most of the hard work so I had to shake that off and like normalize this what am I doing it's just because I know that they hadn't had that experience. And then it brought me back to a time when um, my kids were invited to a birthday party and the mother of the children wasn't there. She had to leave on emergency, like her family lives abroad and um, her sister was having a baby. So she wanted to support her sister and be um, one of the birthing partners. So it was just the dad and the kid and invited like the whole class whatever so maybe a class of 15 to 30 kids up in his house obviously not everybody comes but it was a lot of children in his house and the minute I got there I just saw all these mums pandering around him and I was like what is going on he like it's his house it's his child's birthday party turns out he was ill but I mean, he's still standing. He's walking. So I'm. Um, what is this like? Man flu? What's going on? Like, it could, but he was ill, according to them, right? Okay, he didn't look too fresh. But even still, if you don't look too fresh, it's not by for like. If you can't handle the heat, you don't have to have the party. You could you could cancel it or postpone it. It's not by force that it has to be when you're sick. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe it happened last minute. Anyway, so all of these mums were panding around him, setting out the drinks, setting out the sandwiches, doing all the activities. I was like, my guy, wow. What it is to be a dad. What it is to be a man. What it is. What it is. Because I couldn't believe. <laughs> what it was for me is, had he been the mother and sick, nobody would have batted an eyelid nobody would have cared everybody would have just carried on and be like oh thanks well done oh sorry Bella um and just carried on but because he was a man and he was just a little bit sniffly and just a little bit a little bit sniffly all of the mums and these were invitees were just doing all the running around in the in his in his house for his I was thinking no no you because if it was, if the shoe was on the other foot, my guy, nobody would have cared. Anyway, talking of fathers, talking about something a little bit more serious. Um, so trigger warning might touch on abuse and stuffs like that. So if you want to stop listening, it's fine. But um, so I've been seeing 
people retaliating on a particular tweet or people discussing on Twitter about when they were younger, their mothers would tell them to go and wear something because their dad is home. So they could have been young girls and they would, maybe they were in shorts and a crop top or just shorts and a t-shirt or shorts and a vest top. And this is nothing... What's that? I'm in my house. I'm in the comfort of my own home. And it's created this sort of debate and discussion of why are, why are these parents or mothers in particular like sexualizing, over-sexualizing their, the situation? She's just wearing shorts and a top. Like, what is that? And some people have looked at it that way, like, and how girls get, um, over-sexualized at a really young age, especially within the black community from other ethnic groups and even amongst ourselves. And some people were looking at, maybe these mothers were not looking at like sexualization, but maybe just being respectable around that, like just being respectable because maybe they're from a Christian background or whatever the case may be. But it's also like, respect why do I need to be respectable in my own home like I'm this should be my space of peace where I can relax where I can be myself I don't have to worry about this that and the third now I think right there are a few things happening looking at it from the perspective of the mum being concerned that you know her child might be seen in a certain light now, this is treading on the hashtag Me Too movement spectrum a little bit because nothing has said happened, but I feel like maybe these mothers were, tr- when they said these things, and I think this is more so back in the day, like when like my generation were children, um, they just want to avoid certain things. But also as a woman with a lot of the personal conversations I've had with other women and girls and girl talks and all the conversations I've had like over my life and experiences and whatnot, I'm more surprised when a woman tells me that she's never been abused. And this might say a lot about like personal experiences or the community that I'm around, but I just feel like there's always some sort of story, some sort of issue when it comes to girls, young girls and women, I'm, I've am i never spoken to a woman who has said, oh my God, no, this has never ever happened to me. Or do you know what I mean? Or maybe they've never come out. Maybe they're just silent, but you know, I've been around people who've spoken their truth and told their story and it just doesn't shock me. It doesn't shock me when I hear about women and girls talking about their experiences in in regards to that sort of abuse this is sad because it tells me that from the day you're born if you are born a female you are potentially a victim that you are an endangered species and even more so when you are in the black community just because we do not speak openly about these things and because we don't speak openly about these things there is a lack of accountability 
we often talk about, you know, the nasty uncles and oh, the uncle who is always doing too much or basically the uncle who is a pig, right? That uncle. And, you know, we've heard about the mum saying, oh, watch out for like, your uncle is coming, go and put something on or your uncle is coming, go upstairs. Or, do you know what I mean? We've always heard that so because it, you know, it's gone viral a few times. It's happened. It happens way, way too often. Um, I think some of the things we don't point out, right, is that, some of those uncles are your dad. They have no boundaries. And I'm not saying this is all men, but just on a general consensus is that most men are mad. Most men, um, I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry about this, but most men are mad. And I can understand, I understand why some of these women and aunties would have said back in the day, oh, your dad is downstairs, gone put on clothes. I think it says a lot more about this woman's experience if this is your mother I'm talking about. So it could be about her own fears, maybe her own suspicions and of course her own personal life experiences. And because we are in a community where we don't talk about things and there are so many taboos, your mum might have gone through the maddest of maddest things and you would just never know. And um. I suppose when she sees her young child going around in just shorts and a vest and it means nothing, this might just be a trigger for her. And this is the only way she knows how to protect her child. Now, I'm not saying that this is the right thing to do. I think it is deeply problematic because now you've made the child aware of something that they shouldn't have had they shouldn't have because now you've made the child aware of something that they shouldn't have to be aware of like why can't my child just be a child why do I now I'm indirectly teaching them about the birds and the bees without actually saying the birds and the bees because now she has to cover up because of her dad and I don't know again I want to alliterate that I do not agree with the whole put on some clothes your dad is downstairs or your dad is around or your dad is in the house I don't agree I that's deeply problematic again I think what it speaks to is how powerless women are and then instead of I suppose making setting your man in place you now put the pressure on your young child to dress in a certain way I believe that what these women are hoping is that as long as their child dresses decent or what they consider to be decent, the man of the house won't move mad. The problem is, if that man is that way inclined, it doesn't matter what the child wears, whether she wears short pints, short knicker, whether she wears long gown from head to toe. If the man wants to move mad, he's going to move mad. And then that leaves the question why are we telling our children to cover up around a man that you have decided to have children with a man that you have decided to did to cohabit with a man that you have decided to spend the rest of your life with a man that you have decided to marry why have you told your child to cover up around somebody that you are fearful of and suspicious of like what is that what does that say about you in your decisions to choosing a partner? Why would you get with somebody who you suspect might do a madness and then tell your child to cover up? That It doesn't, 
mm, like why? I think, as I said, it's a it's like a double edged sword in the sense that um, it might be a case where they don't want to tempt fate, but the issue is it, it doesn't matter what the child is wearing. If something is going to happen, unfortunately, especially under, under both parents, it's going to happen and there's little to nothing you can do about it. I think the issue is because there is a lack of accountability in the community, we're not educating men. We need to educate them as young boys from early, from very early, because there is, if you are afraid that your husband or partner is going to do this, that, and the third, like, I, I I don't know what to say to you. And then the worst part is, should the worst happen, I know of situations and circumstances where she, because I don't know, the woman feels powerless. She doesn't even leave the marriage. She doesn't leave. Is very few instances, maybe one where I've heard that, okay, the woman has chosen to leave and take her children with her if or when the worst did happen, right? But sometimes you would hear of women turning a blind eye. And I think what gave me this realization is I remember having a discussion with my grandma about something and her reaction was so nonchalant and so like blase. I was like, raw, like, why is that? And then putting two and two together and realizing, oh, my grandma may have experienced something similar and something worse and it's just like ah that's how men behave or what else can we do very powerless very nonchalant like oh it's it's the devil that you have to sleep with no I ain't finna sleep with that devil no 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 god forbid no no like choose better partners and then as mothers and again as a mother of boys it's like at what age do you start having conversations with young boys? And I feel like it has to be done before they're even teenagers, before they get to that extreme hormonal level of just like asking for permission, especially in a society where some girls are making false accusations. I'm not saying all, but in a case where young girls and women are making false accusations is about also protecting young boys and men and saying make sure you're asking for permission even if it is at this point even if it is a kiss on the hand ask for permission because not two days later my girl's trying to chat about oh you abused me and also even outside of parental relationships just like on a friendship level like you might be a young guy who fancies a girl and you might be flirting or trying to make advances and depending on if she likes you or not would be whether she considers it to be abuse or not which is very problematic and then also in the London in the community that we live in if you're asking all the time it might be like oh no man my man's too soft but I'm like it's better to be soft than sorry it's better to be soft than sorry but okay going back to parental relationships and I might I think that I'm speaking from a point of privilege here just because I live in a country whereby it's not like I feel like if I was living somewhere like Nigeria which is 
deeply misogynistic. <laughs> and I just know that from certain experiences is that, and deeply misogynistic and not only that, men, women depend on men to just move around the country in certain instances. I think it's getting better. I'm not sure. But uh, again, if you were to have an inkling that your partner might do a madness, why are you still there? Why are you reprimanding the child or telling the child? Uh, okay, you're not so much reprimanding the child, but telling the child to cover up. Why? Because now you're exposing the child to something that was just an innocent, I want to be around the house in my pantan bra, well, not bra, but my pantan vest, because she's probably not wearing a bra at this point. Why are you pushing so much pressure on the child? And I think even me asking that question, I feel... I feel double-sided because I'm like going back to the point about women being powerless in a lot of instances. <laughs> Me saying, why would you be with somebody who you suspect of or suspect to be a predator? I'm now pushing blame back onto the woman, especially if she feels like she has no other options and this is the best she can get or the only thing she can get or she's too old she's too tired she's so I feel like a double-edged sword a little bit because I'm like no this isn't fair to treat young girls like this or in the sense that making them cover up in a way and then their brother who is maybe the same age or younger or older could walk around in their boxes and not think not not think anything of it you know, <sighs> my Ribena has gone cold. Oh no, it's not cold. It's just lukewarm. I'm not sure I have an answer for this very problematic problem. Um, Cause I get it. I get why I, I, and I think I'm speak, I can empathize with why these women would say these things. But if they are that fearful, what is what is the other option? And I want to say something silly like choose better men. But hmm, a good man is hard to come by. So even that is just, oh. And I feel like because I don't have answers, it's, it's making me realize, oh, how. Even the uncles that get discovered that they did this, that and the third, like nothing happens. I'm just, oh God, I'm sorry, I'm thinking out loud. Yes, yeah, so or even the uncles that get discovered for being mad and doing a nastiness, nothing happens to them. Maybe they'll get kicked out of the house. Will they get banished from the community? Sometimes, not always. I don't know. It's, oh, what is the solution? Because it's easy to say, ah, uh, just find better men. <laughs> Outside of therapy, talking our parents our grandparents don't talk very few of them in the black community do not talk about some of the experiences they had and I think just that talking alone could be quite cathartic or just getting it out there and maybe sharing these experiences knowing how to move better in the world and how to navigate things better and I think Talking will help, I suppose, people my generation and younger who have children or are planning to have children 
talk about your experiences, have these conversations with your cousins, with your brothers, with your sisters, with with your mothers, with your aunties. And it helps to call out certain uncles. I think it happens in some cases, like you call out, oh, stay away from that uncle. You know that uncle is, mm. it happens. Oh, I don't know. My guys, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. After all of that, mm. what are your thoughts? How would you suggest moving? I mean, it's not something that I would do again. But like, if you have children, do you say to your children, go and get change your dad's around? It's that, it's weird. That is weird to me. Or go and put something on your uncle's coming. <sighs> I think generally speaking, uh, if you're having guests, you should just dress appropriately anyway, whether it's an uncle, an auntie, whatever, that's, that's a given. Um, I guys guys i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know Mm. anyway i'd love to hear some of your experiences share your stories if you have any solutions to this interesting scenario or this discussion sharing is caring don't forget to comment if you are watching on the youtube channel subscribe on all platforms, on all streaming platforms, I'm all over the gaff and also subscribe to the new YouTube channel. Um, mm, there are ways that you can, uh, what's the word? Give feedback on the pod. I don't know. It helps with the algorithm or something. If you could do that for me, that'd be so useful. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, it's a little bit heavy. I tried not to make it too deep. Sometimes I try um, for for the longest time. I'm like, I don't want to talk about deep things. I I just want to be a lighthearted babe, soft life. But I think sometimes I'm just a I'm just a heavy babe. I'm just a deep thinker sometimes, all the time. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Until the next one, bye. The eavesdrop. Eavesdrop.